This is Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made it. You just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Lights, camera, action. Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday morning. And the squad is in the building. In studio with the statistician, my partner in grind, at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? Texans already playing football, man. I, I love these early games. I don't know about you, but beautiful Sunday. Excited to be here. I uh, had wishful thinking in the shower this morning, and I said, I could get Ooh. used to football every single morning, weekdays, whatever. What, 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 what would life be like if there was a football game every single morning on a weekday? Unproductive? Oh, it, of course it would be. And I have wishful thinking in the shower very often, too, Jerry, but that's about other things. <laughs> And we'll get to that throughout this show. Wishful thinking, though, and thoughts have been given to us with the best producer in the world sitting behind the glass from 10 to noon every single Sunday, rocking it out for the people at Carlson Radios, where you can find them on Twitter. Andrew! What's up, guys? How much did you guys enjoy that extra hour of sleep we got this past night? best, wasn't it? It, And I knew it. I planned for it. I was like, man, I I can enjoy my night a little bit more on a Saturday. Went and saw a movie. So that was cool. Extra hour of show prep, extra hour of sleep. I love fallback. It's the best. Spring forward sucks, but fallback... That's where it's at. I ain't gonna lie. I kind of abuse it because I know I know it's there in yeah. your arsenal, and you're like, ah, one more beer. Yeah, you know? I got an extra hour, you know. And before you know it, you cut yourself up that hour, and you're behind an hour before you know it. No, but uh, just shout out to everyone out there. UFC last night boxing. So I know people are getting up this morning. I hope you took your cheers because you got to get ready to make some money today. You got to get ready to put these bets in. The phone lines are open. 713-780-3776. That that line is open for whatever your gambling heart desires. If you were bad beat, if you want to talk about the fights, if you want to talk about a certain bet that you'd have today, uh, parlay, teasers, props, anything that you have on the table, the line is open for you. So get on the phone right now. 713-780-3776 and Let's talk money. Let's talk fantasy at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. And again, you could text us at that same number, 713-780-3776. No doubt about it. Also at ESPN975 on social media. That's where Jerry and I both write for Sports Map. We, you know, we do videos, all kinds of stuff, and we share a lot of that content out of the ESPN975 account. So if you want just funny videos and memes and just really great Texans, Rockets, Astros content, sports map, gambling, fantasy content. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All the same handle, at ESPN97.5. And, of course, you can follow us individually at Jerry Bow Knows with a Z and at Carlson Radio at Josh Jordan 97.5. So that's how you can find us. Looks like Texans, they're at halftime. So they got the lead. This one's kind of interesting. I did want to ask you about this, Jerry. I think it came down to like a one-point spread at game time for the Texans. They were favored by one. What did you think about that number as a handicapper as you were preparing this week? 
how bad was that line the first time they played? Because remember, it was nine and a half, ten. Yeah. And then it ended up closing at seven. And we know how that game ended in a game that Jacksonville could have won outright. Yeah. And at that time, that quarterback didn't have much uh, uh, at all experience. Excuse me. He didn't have much experience in Minshew at that time. So what's changed so much that you see a 10-point swing? Yeah, it's a neutral field. but a, So then call it a seven-point swing. It's It's a lot, but... I think the injuries is what's key yeah. today. That's what's going on. And to be real, to win or lose out there, even though I'm behind right now, I have no business giving this up. But I'm on the Jaguars. I was on them. So whatever happens throughout this game happens. But I just thought it was too much injuries to that Texans team. First time going across the pond type of thing. When Jacksonville, that's basically like a home game. No doubt. It, you know, what kind of surprised me was the total. It was one of the higher totals of the week, you know, where they set the, the number at for Vegas. And, we know is you know people that watch the Texans when they play the Jags it's typically kind of a low scoring you know old school type of football game but I think your point Jerry it's about those injuries right I think the total was higher than you would maybe expect for a Jags Texans game because I mean even in the Texans secondary they got so many you know backup guys and you know Tunzel didn't play today and uh, you know still offensive line problems so. You know, we'll see. And, of course, you know, Jalen Ramsey's not there to hold down D-Hop anymore. So I, I guess that's why the number was this high. You know, I, when we go on break here, I might, you know, take a look at the live betting and, and maybe jump in on this a little bit. But the total was the one where I, I was kind of like I wanted to take the under because I know how the Jags and Texans typically play each other. It's usually a pretty low-scoring game. But I felt like they were trying to trick me or something. Do you ever get like that where you see a line, Jerry, or a total, and you're like, man, they're, they know something I don't know. No, and that's what it is. You're again. I always use that term. Your best weapon in sports gambling is the ability to pass. And if something seems too good to be true, it usually is. And over the last few weeks, I've caught myself in a few spots with that in college football. And I need to. I I still fall victim to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's gambling at the end of the day. And we're chasing that little. 60% if you can hit it, but if you can hit right under that 58, 57, you're considered a great gambler as far as sports gambling. And the most minuscule of percentages and differences and yards, everything breaks down to to point three of a difference on a percentage, and that's the juice. And if you can't beat the juice, people think in a game where minus 110 to win 100, that's pretty much the standard. Yep. That's hard to beat in itself. Going 50% with that minus 110 isn't going to put any money in your pocket. You're going to come out behind. All you're doing is giving the book action at that point. Yeah. So to beat that minus 110, that 10 cents to the dollar, you got to come out with something. You got to come out with that six percent on top of that fifty. So in order to do that, you got to be consistent. But opening, beating the opening line values, what a lot of people use, for example, and we'll talk about it. That Vikings game, and we'll talk about what Mahomes is meaning to these lines because I keep using the theory that Mahomes is just a different specimen, and I don't think the lines know exactly what he is or isn't. They don't know how much to downgrade that team, and yeah. a lot of sharps were pounding. Uh, the game last week, uh, Green Bay and and the Chiefs, and then they were saying take the Chiefs, and they're still saying that the Chiefs were the right bet. And I'm so against that because, I, yeah, they came out and they had their shot for a while, but yeah. you just knew at any point or other that especially there's one guy that in the league that when he's hot, you don't want to go up against him, and that's Aaron Rodgers. And he's and, hot right now. Uh, hot. Eight yeah. touchdowns in the last two weeks hot. So going up against a backup quarterback, yeah, they're going to throw the punches. Yeah, Andy Reid's going to be able to scheme up some things. But in the in the end of it, if you give me a four-point spread with Aaron Rodgers now, 
the books, again, they dropped from if three and a half. So whenever they downgraded Mahomes, not only did they pass the three, then they passed the zero, and then they passed the other three. So they passed three key numbers. That's why I think the number was skewed. Now, if it was at picket, and then they moved the line seven points where they only crossed the three and the seven as the big key numbers, then I think it would have been a little different. I think that's where the line makers got it wrong. Going into this week, I'm real curious, though, what's going to happen, though. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, if Devontae Adams comes back, it looks like I think he's going to play. Did you see him that Twitter video where he just went and like jumped over a dude's head at practice? No, lately. Yeah, yeah it was this week. He they, they were just kind of light jogging, getting loose, and there was like a, a coach standing there, and Devonte Adams just went and like leapfrogged him. He jumped way up in the air over his head and came down and just kept running like it was no big deal. So I'm like, dude, if you're jumping like that at practice, just literally jumping over a full grown man like like it's nothing. Like I got to think that toe is feeling better, and he's going to play. But that's going to be – they say it's a game-time decision, and it's it's a late start. It's one of those, you know, 3 o'clock starts. So if you have him on your team, I think he's going to go because, you know, if he looks that good, why wouldn't he play? But you better have a backup option because it is one of the late games. You don't want to get stuck if, you know, maybe he warms up and kind of doesn't feel right. You want to make sure you have a backup. Have a backup plan. And we're going to be your initial one, though. Seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. We got plenty to talk about. I got a hammer spot. I still don't know if we should give it out to the people. I gave it to you before the yeah. game, you know. And everyone out there listening, I got a private a private group that I, you know, I sell plays and all. But I'm feeling like the, the people need this play today. We're going to hammer it. Aaron, uh, the producer for the Blitz, he's out like in Mississippi somewhere at a, at a casino, and he really? hit me up. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> What do we got? So I gave him the bet. So we're riding. I think we should give it out to all the people. So if you're listening out there and you got some bets, of, hopefully someone calls with the question of that one so I could just give it out. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen, I think we're going to bring him back money on my mind. We're going to do some props. We're going to do a little bit of everything today because I need your help today, Josh. I bet my DFS teams haven't been panning out. I need maybe not all the way flexing because I know you're a busy man now, but I need some, some plays that the people can plug in. I, I've got a few. I'll give you one right now. I've got plenty, but I, I like Jalen Samuels, man. He's going to be cheap. <laughs> Everybody's going to be on him, but I think he's going to come through for you. Great minds think alike, yep. and that's one of my biggest props today. We're going to get into that. Why Jalen Samuels should be in every single one of your DFS lineups. Why he will surpass those props. Why you should do it on my bookie. Oh, yeah, definitely my bookie. Where else would you go? Nowhere else. And why would you go anywhere else other than Moneyline on a Sunday morning where it's easy, easy to win, easy to listen, easy to stay tuned because we got more winners. You listen to Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. That's why I'm here. Listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713 780 3776. That's the spot, but the jam is no other place than MyBookie.ag. And I'm going to tell you why. Because they offer the best props, the best in game betting. The best teasers, the best everything that you can possibly imagine over at MyBookie. But even more important, 
that new player promo. Yeah. You go over there, you open an account, and they match you dollar for dollar. You deposit 100 now you got 200 to play with. You go on there, you listen to the Bookie Busters you or, or Moneyline, you, you go and read the Bookie Busters weekly, and you go ahead and make your money. You pick your spots. But, again, you have to use promo code RADIO, mybookie.ag. You get over there right now because we're going to give you plenty of props that you can take advantage of all throughout this show, and they're all at mybookie.ag. So, again, promo code RADIO. You put that in, and we're going to give you some props starting with Jalen Samuels because we're going to tell you why we like him. So go ahead, open up that computer. And some people are saying, I already have an account. I will show you pictures that they are the they send you bonuses all the time in your email. Check your email, and yeah. they'll tell you, hey, you got 20 bucks for free. So on my birthday, they gave me a $25 free bet. So I placed that bet on a plus 10-something and so they take the 25, you keep the winning. So I had, it won me $27 or something like that. And I'll post it on Twitter for anybody. If you got a question about it, ask me on Twitter, I'll post it. $27, I went on there and I forgot about it. I was, it was birthday weekend. I put in a seven or eight way parlay and it hit. So off of Ooh. birthday money, yeah, it was, it was a, Twelve hundred dollars. Whoa! Happy yeah. birthday to Jerry. Off of twenty seven dollars <laughs> that ended up that came off of a free bet. So again, check your emails. They send out a bunch of free goodies. They send out for sure on your birthday to send you out free plays. So check on my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Who else does that? I mean, that, that's incredible. So get over to my bookie. And I like the live betting, Jerry, because that's where you know sometimes I don't like a, a line on a game. Like it's close. I want to bet it, but it's not quite right. You know, you get the live betting. You you wait for the other team to maybe score, and then the line changes a little bit. Oh, I didn't even tell you about this. The uh, the Texans game against the Raiders. Remember last week? It was like a, a seven point spread for the Texans, and a lot of people got got crushed on that one. I went in with the plan, like I want the Texans, but I want them at a lower number. So I waited for the Raiders to score first. The line went down to two and a half. I fired on the Texans and I won because Texans won by three. So th- it's a really good tactic to where you can, because I still felt like Deshaun Watson is going to take over this game. He's going to win no matter what. I trusted Deshaun, but I didn't like it at seven. That that was just too much for me. So when I got it two and a half, that was a no-brainer. Now, of course, at the end of the game, I was gripping a little bit because it was close, but ultimately Deshaun came through. Texans won by three. I cashed. So that's a good way to do it is if, if you don't really like the number exactly where it is, just wait a little bit. Get in on that live betting. What's cool about my bookie, you can do it on your phone. You don't even have to have your laptop out. You could be at a sports bar just watching the game. Just pull up my bookie on your phone and you can gamble from there. It's, it's really convenient. Let me give you an example right here. And people in gambling, they wait all week long to be able to gain a point or even a half a point, yeah. right? So as we were talking right here, the Jacksonville Jaguars were driving nine three games, so twelve points. The over under live at my bookie was uh, sitting at thirty five and a half. So Jacksonville was driving first down, second down. Then they get into a third and fourteen. So more times than less, that's going to settle. They're going to lay up for a field goal on the Houston thirty one. So that's still not a give me. So no. at that time, you can go ahead and again you're gambling on the gamble, but you're saying three points. There. So right before that third down, you were getting Jacksonville plus two and a half right before that third down. Now fourth down, and now it's going Jacksonville kicking the field goal minus two and a half. So there's by play by play, 
there's going to be big jumps in the, yeah. in the lines. Now the over-under is under 34.5. So you lost a point on that, even though it was 3rd and 14 from the 31, which at that point, if you were going to bet it, that's when you hit it because you're thinking if they get this, four, this, this first down, it still doesn't guarantee them a touchdown. Right. Hopefully they get held and it takes another 2.5 minutes off the clock. That, that better for my under. So you have to... You have to get the game and break it apart in a bunch of little pieces when you do this live betting and find your spot. But again, don't marry a line before the game like Josh said and wait for your spot during this game because you know football. You're sitting out there, you're listening to the show, you're thinking, I know football. So knowing football and knowing favorable situations, knowing when a team's third and 17 and you know that they're, what are they going to do? They're going to draw here and say, saying they're in there and the, their own territory, right? They're either going to draw here or it's probably going to be a screen here and let's get off the field. Why are we going to now, if it's on the other side of the field and they're with close to field goal range, why are they going to go to for the first down? They're going to try to get within field goal range, which, you know, so use, use minimal situations. How do I say this? Break it down from play to play to what benefits you. As soon as you see a holding, on second down and 10, and it makes it second and 20, yep. what does that tell you? So knowing that next team and knowing, hey, that team isn't a team that gets it down the field, they're going to probably try to get half the yards here, probably through a run play, say they get – so then right then, that's when you're hitting it. If you wait till that commercial break, the number's already caught up. Yep, no doubt. It, it's funny, like, depending on your – TV provider, you know what I mean? That makes a difference because how quickly are you seeing the game in real time compared to the books? Because I'll notice it. I'll be I'll be on my bookie, I'll be looking at the live betting, and I'll be watching the game, and I'll see the line move, and then the play happens on the field. I almost feel like they have like the, the most real-time ability to see what's going on in the game because I'll know a big play happened by watching the live number on my bookie, and then it will happen on my television. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but that's smart. They're they're the book. They have to have the most up to date information. You know, so it, it benefits you to also have that as well. So th- there's little tricks that you kind of figure out while you're doing this. And stuff. not to get stuck on this line, but after this field goal try that didn't happen, six and a half Jacksonville. Now you could get Jacksonville plus six and a half. Again, look how much the numbers change yes. off of one play. You were talking about Jacksonville minus two and a half at one point, and now you're going to Jacksonville at the six and a half. Be careful of what you do. Pick your spots. Know what you're looking for. Yeah, have a plan. You know, don't be reactionary. If if you like a team going into a game, then that's when you can wait for the number to get where you like it. You know what I mean? We talk about this all the time. A team will go and score on the first possession of the game, and then the line changes drastically. And why? You know what I mean? Like, that that's not a big deal. It, you know, it can be, but in general, you know, a team scoring on their first drive, that, that's not so surprising because you know how coaches, they script out these plays. That That's when they had their best plays. They had their best chance to go score because they've been – putting that game script together all week. So if they go score on the first possession, that's not that big a surprise. Then the, then the defense adjusts to that, and then you have a real football game going on. So don't, don't be turned off if a team scores on their first possession. That's sometimes a great time to have value for the other team that got scored on because then they get their first possession with their game script, and very often they go down and score in return right after that. So it's a little trick that I like to use, and sometimes it comes through for you. I, more often than not, it does work. Let's give them one right now. Under 34 and a half. 
I think that the Texans with this five-yard penalty, first there was a 15-yard penalty to get them inside the Jacksonville territory after that uh, the field goal. Um, now they're on the Jacksonville 39, first and 15 is when I'm replacing this bet. Now, I'm, again, by the time you get it, it's going to be a, a few plays behind. But I'm thinking under here, hopefully they, they hold them till field goal, under 34 and a half. That puts you at 15 points to where three touchdowns in the next eight minutes of this quarter plus the fourth quarter they have to get there. I don't see three touchdowns happening. Go ahead and hit that now. Under in the game at my bookie, 34 and a half Texans Jacksonville, as I see it way under that. Yeah, and it, you know, we talked about this in the first segment. The, the under kind of made a lot of sense just with the way these two teams play each other typically. You know, looking at the stat lines here, this really surprises me. D hop, four catches for twelve yards. I mean, like and no Jalen Ramsey. You know, at the Texans are winning here, so you know it's not a big deal if you're a Texans fan. But I expected D Hop to have a really big game this week. And then if you look at the yards per pass, six point seven yards per pass, so they're not really getting the ball downfield. But Jacksonville at five, that's what's horrible. But hey, that's no sacks. That's that's what sticks out here, and that's, that's what you want to see. That's so huge. yeah, get the ball out quick. We'll see how this game ends. Let's get into some other games for the people. We got a whole slate to get to. So what do you want to go to first, my man? Man, I guess we can just kind of run down the games like we we typically do. So let me pull up uh, pull up my list here, and we'll get into them. All right, let's. Uh, all right, let's start out. This one's actually. Uh, sorry about that. I'm having a little phone issue there. Let's get into that Detroit game, Jerry. Let, let's do that. This is one that that we like. We're not going to give it all away. Detroit versus Oakland. This is one where the the lines kind of move throughout the week, and it's actually now to where it's Detroit plus three. So I'm just going to go ahead and give this out. This is the bet that I really like this week. I like the Lions this week. I I plus 3 plus a field goal. I mean, I know Oakland's, you know, they're they're a decent team, but I just uh, give me the points. The Lions have been playing well. I don't really mind that they can't run the ball because dude, Matthew Stafford is playing like Matthew like Matthew Stafford classic. You know what I mean? Like back in the day when he was throwing for three touchdowns every week and tons of yardage. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like the Lions in this spot. So give me the plus 3 with the Lions and I think they're going to come through. As far as from a fantasy perspective, I like Josh Jacobs this week. I like Tyrell Williams this week. And, of course, Waller, he's been a stud at tight end. He's been coming through for people all year. And I feel like like the Raiders are kind of an easy team to handicap from a fantasy perspective. You know, you know if the matchup's decent, Derek Carr will be usable. You know Josh Jacobs, you're going to start him every week. Tyrell Williams, he's a number three receiver. You know, you can trust him. So I feel like they're pretty easy to handicap each week. So I kind of I kind of like this game. It felt this one kind of popped off the page. You know, some games kind of jump out at you more than others. And this is one that jumped out for me. So it started out as a pick em, And now it's to three plus three for the Lions. I like that. So I'm firing. That's my bet of the week. I hope it comes through. But I like that one. I'm with you on that. I like that bet as well. This has fantasy goodness written all over it. Like you it said, does. Matt Stafford. The way that they changed the playbook for him, now he's getting the ball downfield. Tw- yeah. uh, he's fifth in the league in passes 20-plus yards down the field. Top five in accuracy in that, and that's what you need. You need a team that likes to get it down. Now, conversely, on the defensive side of the Raiders, they allow top three most explosive plays in the league. Yes. So I'm expecting a lot of Galladay, a lot of Jones, a lot of Amendola. You can stack this game in many, many ways. And whenever I tell you stack it, stack it on both ways. Because if you're thinking 
hey, the Lions are going to score at a pretty rapid pace, easily, pretty easily, and backing them. Because if you're backing the Lions, I don't think that you're thinking the Lions win a 2017 game. They're going to have to no. score 27, 30 points, I would think. Yeah, and the, the Lions, they're really bad against the run. They, you exactly. know, they, they're really bad against the run. So I like Josh Jacobs this week. My only concern with him is the, the Raiders lost their center in their game against the Texans. Which is big. Week. And he's a pro bowler. He's a good player. And then also Josh Jacobs, he's been fighting through that shoulder injury. So as long as he's okay, I think he's going to have a nice game. But you know how shoulders are, man. If he just kind of falls wrong or takes a big hit, you know, he might be going to the sidelines. So I love Josh Jacobs in seasonal. In daily, I may not love him quite as much just because I'm worried about that injury. But if he's okay, I think he's going to have a really nice game. And to your point, like Amendola, I think you can roll with him. I just feel like they're... They don't have a running back that they they really like. Did you see they were working out Jay Ajayi? So that was, that's bad news. Th- th- yeah, but what's interesting if you're in a, like a really deep fantasy league and they end up signing Ajayi, you know he might be worth picking up if you're desperate at running back. If he ends up being the guy, but I think they're just going to lean on Stafford. They're going to throw the ball and. You know, same thing with the Raiders. That You saw how bad their secondary is, the Raiders, against the Texans last week. So I, I think Stafford's going to go off again. That was my put-your-name-on-it-last-week was Matthew Stafford, and he went for three touchdowns. He had a big week. I think he can do it again. Well, let's talk about just how bad the Raiders are. 11th in the league in yards given up in the through the past game, 1,997. The Lions are even worse. Eighth <laughs> most pass yards. So, again, that's why we're thinking a lot of fantasy goodness. Then you say... How much touchdowns? Both in the bottom seven and touchdowns allowed through the past game. It screams fantasy goodness. It screams points. It, it does, no doubt about it. So we're, we're going to come back to this game, too, because we have some more thoughts on it. But let's move to this really ugly one here. We've got the Redskins, the Buffalo Bills. Ugh. But you know what? I think I mean, Josh Allen, he's at home. You know, I think he could actually have a decent game. We know the Redskins' defense is slow and terrible. And their offense on Washington, who can you possibly start on that side of the ball? Because Buffalo is grossly overpriced in the DFS world. They're top, uh, at the top of the board this week, but Washington averages 12 points per game. And Haskins is going this week, right? There's got to be a pick six somewhere in here today. A few turnovers at least. And you know who I do like a little bit is Adrian Peterson. I just, you know, I I just feel like what else are they going to do? You know, the Redskins here. So I, I feel like they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to rely on him. They're going to have to lean on him a little bit. I know he's banged up. Now, trust me, guys, I'm not telling you he's going to win you your fantasy week. But if he gets 70 yards and maybe falls in the end zone, I don't think that's crazy. He ran for, what, 74 yards against a seventh-ranked Minnesota defense. He goes off today in a low-owned spot. Look for the Redskins, though, because the Lions are catching up to these bad teams. Yeah. Even though the Dolphins lose, they're covering. You yeah. see that. The Lions are catching up, and people can't take advantage of them. Same thing with the Redskins. Redskins, when they're a double-digit underdog, 4-1 and one against the spread in the last five. That's int- And to your point about the Dolphins, it's because they went to Fitzpatrick. You know what I mean? Like They're better with him at quarterback. They just are. He has experience. And, God, I mean, they've... They've actually done a little bit. They've surprised me. You know, that was a close game against the Steelers. They don't. He doesn't care about your tanking or any kind of plans no. you have. He just goes out there and plays football. He doesn't care about anything else. But 
at the end, whenever they call a timeout to go to zero coverage, <laughs> to, that just seemed crazy. They call a timeout and then to give up the big play, that, there's just something funny about that. So it's kind of like, hey, we'll go out there and we're going to show that we're not that bad for about a quarter and a half or two. Right. But let's not get so serious. We can't go out here and win a game, guys. Nope. And we're going to get into that game specifically because if the Dolphins have any chance to win any particular game this year, this is it. Will they? Do they want to? Do you want to win some money? Listen to Moneyline here on ESPN 97.5. is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open. 713-780-3776. Call us. Text us. Hit us on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5. The whole squad is in the building and accounted for. At Carlson Radio. At Josh Jordan 97.5. At Jerry Bonos with a Z. We're just talking some football. We're just talking some money. Again, the phone lines are open. 713-780-3776. If you want to talk anything pertaining to the fantasy world, to the gambling, to some teasers, to some parlays. We got a little bit of everything. So let's keep going through these games. No doubt. Andrew playing the George Clinton and the P-Funk there. I love it, my man. I, I love Flashlight. I went and saw him in Austin one time. Really awesome, awesome experience. I actually got to eat dinner like in, in the same room with him. The whole band came in and ate before the show. And I was just sitting there and I was like, is that is that the P-Funk? Is that George Clinton eating ribs right next to me? Or was it Stubbs in Austin? And I was just like, this is awesome. And then I went out and caught the show. But anyway, we'll get back to football, Jerry. But I had to share that, man. How cool is that? You're just sitting there eating some brisket, and you look up, and there's George Clinton and the P-Funk. You know, he has like 20 people in his band, and they're just sitting there eating in the restaurant. And I was like, how is this happening? Really cool experience, man. But anyway, let's get back into it. You know, we were talking about the Redskins and Buffalo here before we went to break. And I think you're right. I, I like Buffalo's defense in this one. You know, I'll roll with Adrian Peterson. I think John Brown could have a really big game here. You know, Josh Norman can't really run anymore. They're pretty slow in the secondary. So I I think, you know, John Brown might be a guy you even look at in daily because the matchup is good. All right, I feel like we hit that one pretty well. So let's move along here. Teaser alert. Teaser material. Uh Go ahead and plug in the Buffalo Bills at a 10-point teaser. Bring them down to half a point. We'll fill in the other two spots as we go. I like it. Let's get to Tennessee, Carolina. News came down. Looks like Cam Newton's not coming back anytime soon. That foot is not getting better. Yeah. I mean, man, that's got to worry you a little bit there. But, you you know, Kyle Allen's come back to earth a little bit, right? You know, he didn't have a great game. But he is an undrafted free agent you know you can't expect him to, to carry you and at this point i think the, the panthers know if they let cam come back in then it's going to be hard to get move get move him out again it was already hard to make this move and it became off an injury yeah and now if cam comes in and he doesn't really show up and show out like he's been playing as of late then you're kind of stuck with him for a little time so this might be the time to move on 
Man, that, isn't that crazy to think? But, but a lot of teams could use Cam. They could. Well, if we say healthy, that, yeah. Healthy Cam, but yeah. he still can't throw. Changing the uniforms not going to change his style. Changing, and he's had good offensive coordinators, North Turner and things over there. So to yeah. say, hey, he needs a new system. I don't think that's the deal because who gets the, uh, the down the ball more than Turner? Uh, the the field down the uh, the ball down the field more yeah. than Turner. Nobody does. So. I don't think that it's a change of system that's going to necessarily do it at this point. I think that he just can't throw the ball and teams got accustomed to how to deal with him. I agree. And, man, if you have Greg Olson, he's killing you right now. You know, he's not really getting a lot of love. You know, Cam really leaned on him a lot more. But without Cam in there, that's not the case. So maybe we should talk about that a little bit. Like, outside of the top six or seven guys at tight end, it is a disaster at the position. And imagine the guys that went out there and overdrafted, let's say, uh, Zach Ertz. Oh, he's killing fantasy owners. How do you feel about that right now? Well, what's happening, Ertz is fine. It's just without Deshaun Jackson on the field, there's not a whole lot of guys to defend. And like you're seeing, sometimes they put the top corner on the team on Zach Ertz, and he's a tight end. You know, so it's really, t- and they're starting to double him too in certain matchups. So, and we should talk about that. Deshaun Jackson is supposed to play this week. So, you know, maybe we should, you know, we should move over to this Eagles-Chicago game while we're talking about Deshaun Jackson. He makes a difference for that offense because, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, he's not he's not a field stretcher. He can't really get down the field anymore. He's just a possession receiver. So I think that's a big boost for them getting him back this week. He's one of the guys I like in the DFS world for that exact reason because teams have been able to play underneath now that you have Deshaun Jackson yeah. stretching the field a little bit more of a 12 personnel. I don't think that – it just – how good would Goddard be if he had just a, a, yeah. a full-time role and not only when they play that 12 personnel? Because Goddard is a great tight end himself. He is. And you're seeing people actually picking him up and starting him. And even in, like, seasonal fantasy leagues because Ertz isn't getting it done and there's really nowhere else to go with the football. You know, you're seeing Sanders getting some some love out of the backfield. That's kind of helping them. So this one's kind of – I think Jordan Howard is actually kind of a sneaky – you know, fantasy play this week. You know, he's not super expensive. And, you know, we've seen Chicago really struggle against running backs. I mean, we saw what Latavius Murray did to him a couple weeks ago. So Jordan Howard could be somebody you look at this week. I think someone you got to target here, though, is Allen Robinson because yeah. he'll take advantage of that bad secondary that the Eagles have because you know you can't really run on that, that front, but you can throw on them. And yeah. I, for whatever reason, I think this is one of those ugly games where Trubisky just beats a bad team as far as the secondary. And I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but I'm saying he'll have numbers because that secondary is just that bad. Yeah, I think Tariq Cohen is a guy in a full PPR that could come through for you this week. I, I just... You know, I know they kind of locked into Montgomery, but I just, you know, I feel like that they could, they could throw some passes here. They they can do some checkdowns. I, I think Tariq Cohen can kind of get going here against the Eagles, so he's somebody that I'd be looking at as well. What do we think about this from a handicapping perspective? Game opened at three points. Eagles were favored by three. Now it's up to four and a half. Eagles are favored by, and you know, Trubisky wasn't terrible last week. Just no one's believing in these Bears anymore. You're seeing them lose in the ugliest fashions. They're yeah. beating themselves. They are. They just, the game plan. But uh, remember, we talked about that one game where Trubisky had 50 pass attempts. And what what's going to be the focus after, the, if you lose in a form, using a game plan that's out of context, 
what do you do the next play? And you go, you go completely opposite, yeah. and you saw the running back get, get so many carries. Yeah, Montgomery. We but, called that one, too. Exactly, and that's that was the exact thinking. If you lose using a game plan that you regularly don't use, throwing the ball 50 times in a game, what are you going to do the next game saying, we're going back to the basics, boys, yeah. and we're going to run this ball? And that's what they did, and Montgomery went off. He did. He got ton of volume and that's what he needs because Montgomery's not a super explosive running back you know he's kind of a grinder so that was the plan it worked for him so I don't I don't really have a gambling play on this one are are you leaning one way or the other what about the number the numbers at 41 now do you like that total at all that's ugly as well because I think that the Eagles can move the ball on that Chicago that Chicago defense isn't what it used to be as far as passing you could pass on them now yeah so can Trubisky move the ball on the Eagles? That's going to be what it comes down to. Can he take advantage of his matchups? Because Allen Robinson's going to have a big game. He, he is. A lot of people are on him this week, Jerry. I think he has a big game as well. All right, quickly, let's get to the Vikings and the Chiefs before the break. What do we expect here? Uh, I, I, I was looking at Pro Football Talk. Is Mahomes not going to play now? Is that what's going on? No, Mahomes, but we kind of knew that already. Now you ask yourself, what was the game plan with or without Mahomes for the Vikings? Run, run, run. And this is a cook blow-up spot. I don't need to tell you that. Anyone yeah. out there, if you have him in season longs, obviously plug him in. In DFS world, he's going to probably be the highest owned. He will. He's my number one running back this week on my fantasy ranks. If you want to go check that out, they're on Sports Map. I love him this week. So get him in your lineup. But you're right, Jerry. Everybody's going to be on him. But we've seen the Chiefs, they are just awful against the run. And that's how you're going to keep that offense off the field. Now, it doesn't become as high as a priority because Mahomes isn't on the other side and you're not scared to give him the ball. But at the same time, that's what the Vikings do well. Is this a Kirk Cousins blow-up spot? He's been better, you know, and it'll be interesting to see. It looks like Thielen's going to try and go this week, right? Andrew's going to give us the active inactives here in just a little bit, so we'll know for sure. But I think Thielen is going to try and play, which is big because – but that makes you wonder, Are you? do you downgrade Diggs a little bit, Jerry, if Thielen's back in there? Because Diggs has been kind of blown up with, with Thielen banged up. It's which, how do you think the, which receiver, which type of receiver is going to make do more damage to that secondary? Is it the big play guy? Is it Diggs? Or is it going to be the possession guy? That's what I kind of want to think here because I think Diggs could break one today. Yeah. I mean, he's been very good and. The Chiefs, they just don't scare you on defense. Now, the Chiefs are at home. They're actually still favored in this game by three and a half points. Does that seem right to you? What? If, if, maybe they haven't adjusted at that book. And if that's the case in your book, you go ahead and you take out a kidney. You drive somewhere right now and you say, you take out this kidney because it should be flipped. It should be Vikings now. It's funny. You say that and it just adjusted. It's Vikings minus five and a half. Because the Mahomes, the Mahomes <laughs> news just came across my phone within minutes ago, what, four or five minutes. But we are already predicting that. But again, the gamble inside the gamble and how much is Mahomes worth to our particular line. And now you see that. That's so funny it literally just updated as we were talking about it so that window is closed everybody was waiting to see what happened with Mahomes so we we're talking about this before now you know what that point differential is with Mahomes or no Mahomes yeah so number four against the pass the Chiefs defense so they're not that but number 30th against the run Ugh. So they're going to run. They're going to run, run, run heavy. Dalvin Cook, rushing touchdown. That's one of my max bets in my private group. I'm going to go ahead and drop that. Dalvin Cook is going to get 25 touches overall today. He's going to be pounding it. Look for Minnesota. 
Give out that one too. Minnesota and a blowout today. Minnesota beats them up by about seven to ten points. Give me the Vikings minus the three and a half, four points. Hopefully, you can get it at three. I want it at three. I mean, I'm seeing five and a half now. Like, would yeah, you, would, you, would you do? Would you do that? No, no. Now, now it's getting to an overreaction because if it was already at two and a half ish, and the the Mahomes news was leaning towards he's not going to play, so they left it there. There was already an adjustment the line the week before that, so now they've adjusted it twice. Yeah. Now it's getting out of hand. If it gets to five and a half, six, you might want to take the other way. I want to find a, a sweet spot between that that four and six range. If you could get it in between there, because if you get if you get to six, you go ahead and take the other side, Kansas City. That's way too. That's two times it's been adjusted in the last two weeks. Yeah, they don't know what to do with them. Again, it goes to that reasoning. They don't know how to adjust it. But I know what you need to do. You got to keep listening because we're going to keep dropping winners. We're going to bring you fantasy uh, tips. We're going to bring you fantasy goodness. We're yeah. going to give you a little bit of sleepers, a little bit of creepers because I've got some DFS goodness to give out. I'm going to give out an entire lineup for DraftKings. Go ahead and reserve some spots. Money line, ESPN ninety seven five. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Presented by MyBookie. Live from the ESPN 97.5 studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. That's the jam. Get on in right here because we got plenty of fantasy goodness to give out. And let's start like this. We got one from the text line. Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. Ooh, I don't think you can really go wrong here, but I'm going to take Russell Wilson. Tampa is just awful in the secondary. They're really bad out of the slot, so I think Tyler Lockett goes off, has a big game. I think even DK Metcalf is a like a number two receiver this week. So I'd go with Russell Wilson. I think the only thing you worry about is you know if they kind of run away with this game and, and Russell doesn't have to keep throwing the ball. But I don't know. I you know Jameis Winston, he's he likes to throw, man. So I think. This has potential to actually be a nice little shootout. And we, we know the Seahawks on defense, they're not, you know, the Legion of Boom is gone, Jerry. They're not good back there anymore. They're not the same Seattle team that they used to be. Now you ask yourself, who are the Bucks? But can they attack them? And they do have weapons. Evans can get downfield. Godwin can get downfield. Yeah. And this is... <sighs> This is a game that I say that because you said, can they, will they get blown out to where Russell won't throw enough? And I don't think that they will. And we just saw, we were talking in the break that the line dropped. Now you can get Seattle at minus four. It was at six at some spots to start the week. So it's obviously coming back some because the ability of Tampa Bay to be able to stop the, uh, the run. So Wilson's yeah. going to have to throw. And having to throw is going to be the way to attack the Bucks. Check this out. Eighth most points to quarterbacks this season. So that's a, gr- uh, a green arrow, right? Over 90 yards a game to passes of 20-plus yards. So they give up the big play. Bottom three in the league in explosive plays given up. So they give up the explosive plays. Look for Metcalf to, to get loose. Look for Lockett to get loose. Now... The Seattle Seahawks play 11 personnel more than anybody in the league. 
That's the way you attack them, get more receivers out there. Look for that today. Look for them to get the ball down the field. No doubt. And with their tight end, Disley, going down, that's why DK Metcalf's getting this uptick in targets. You know, and he's a big dude, too. So, and we we talked about that last week. We were on, we even mentioned Metcalf last week, and, and he went off. What do you make of the Josh Gordon? Man, you know, I found it really interesting that they were the only team, the Seahawks, that put a waiver claim in on him. So that tells you what the rest of the NFL is thinking about this guy. So, man, I just I can't trust Josh Gordon. And we're going to get to fantasy halfway point MVPs and fantasy <laughs> least valuable players. We're going to do a little segment on that. Josh Gordon's got to be in that category, right, for least valuable. He's killing fantasy owners. Yeah, and I had him on a few teams because where he was getting drafted and we knew how much yeah. better he did make the Patriots when he was in. But that's all a folktale now and what could have been what could have been because yeah. we know who he can be yeah in those few years he he was the best receiver in the league at moments so i hate to see it but it makes me wonder why is that the only team that wanted to claim him i think it you know we're hearing rumors out of new england it, it was his work ethic which is you know not a huge surprise and Nikhil harry is he's healthy now so that you know belichick has another option to go to that they, they spent a first round pick on this guy they're gonna give him a shot well someone i want to give a shot and you want to get into this game. Le'Veon Bell, let's get into yeah. what is the doo-doo bowl. Oh, my God. This is awful. Jets, Dolphins, the game's in Miami. And, you know, you're hearing that, that Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell are having meetings together. And they're talking about his workload. And, like, what is he doing? Adam Gase, it's like, just use Le'Veon Bell. You're paying him all this money. Stop acting like an idiot. But we've seen this before with him when he was in Miami. He wasn't, he wasn't giving his running backs the right amount of touches there either. I don't see how he keeps getting jobs. No, it's unbelievable. He's terrible. So, But like you said, we were talking about the Dolphins. I don't think they want to win. No, after going out in zero coverage and calling a timeout to say, hey, we're a little bit too close to winning. We need to take it easy here, guys. Yes. Take a... We need to let them get to the end zone and open up this margin. And that's exact. When, when you have a team playing like that, how can you trust them in any shape, form, or fashion, whether it be fantasy, whether it be gambling? But it's terrible because they have their moments. You see them play well against the Cowboys for two quarters. You see them play well in spots against the Steelers. But do they really want to win? And I think that the Jets want to win. They need to win. Darnold needs this game. This has got... If you're in the DFS world and you're playing one of those big field, now don't go do this in a double up, but this is a, a potential stack with the Jets. I think you can get a little Robbie Anderson, Darnold, to, and Bell and say the Jets go out there and throw up against the, the, the worst defense as far as in terms of scoring. What if the Jets do show up because their team total is 23? Say they surpass, surpass that. Say by a touchdown, which isn't too much. Say they score 30. Which isn't no. crazy to say against that Dolphins team. 30 points and you stack Darnold with Robbie Anderson. I like Anderson this week. And maybe a little Bell action. If the coach feeds into that and Bell, and you say, why would you stack a, a receiver and a run? Because Bell catches as well. Yes. So maybe you can get double connections twice. What if Bell gets in the end zone, runs one, and gets a, a catch and that's Darnold points, and then Darnold throws two to Robbie, one bomb. That could definitely happen. And here's the other thing. The Jets' schedule is about to get ridiculously easy. So if Le'Veon Bell's been killing you all year and you're still 
you know, have a decent record in your fantasy league, this is when that pick is going to pay off because he's had a very tough schedule up till now. This so, is where you take advantage yes. of someone in your league that's got a bad record and you right. know that, that you can trade for him. Yes. Go ahead and start throwing out these. This is a time of the year where you start taking advantage of bad teams. And I hate to put it that way, but hey, winners, well, they need a win. Yeah. You know? So th- that's okay. They need a win now, and you're looking towards the playoffs. So it's kind of a win-win scenario. Yeah, yeah. So sell, sell high, buy low. And right now you can buy low on one Le'Veon Bell. Let's not forget who he used to be. And that's yeah. why I'm plugging him in this week because he's going to be very low owned. Everyone's going to go to Dalvin Cook and McCaffrey yeah. and, 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 and the other top guys. Even the, and then in the middle guys, Aaron Jones are going to get picked. There's going to be. But where's, where's Le'Veon Bell in all this equation? No one's going to be on him. And when you look across the field, he's playing against the worst defense. He is. And on that other side of the field, there's been some Devontae Parker sightings, Jerry. Like, he was a guy that I kind of said, like, never again, never again. I forget about him But sometimes. he's been coming through. And with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Because he needs someone. Yeah, he needs it. And you've seen that. He played for the Texans. Like, he could get the ball to D-Hop. He can get the ball to Devontae Parker. And we know that the Jets are bad on defense. So if you're if you're desperate or you want a really cheap daily play, maybe give Devontae Parker a shot today. I mean, he is a big guy. He was a first-round pick. He can run a little bit. It's just his whole career he's been injured. But look at the crappy teams he's played for. Has he ever really had a real shot? I don't know. But, look, I'm not going to trust him that much. But if I need somebody in a pinch, I'm starting him in a league this week because I need somebody. And we need to talk about this, too. Next week, there's a lot of teams on buys. So everybody get ready. Go, you know, go into your fantasy roster and you know, click that little arrow and look at next week. Think a week ahead. Yeah, think a week ahead because there's a bunch of teams, the Texans included, that are on a buy next week. And this is how you can beat the waiver wire, guys. It's not noon yet. So if you can get in there and pick somebody up that you need for next week and do it today so that you don't have to put a waiver in for that guy, this is the time to do that. Go ahead and look ahead and pick up some players and get prepared because a lot of your players are going to be in a bye next week and outthink your league. You can pick up that guy now without having to place a waiver, and then you don't have to fight the rest of your league for him next week. Go look at your bench right now, and you'll realize sometimes that, why do I got two kickers? Yeah, right. I forgot to drop my kicker from that bye week. Why do I got two defenses? Go ahead and sharpen up your roster now think a week ahead because next week when all these buys come people are going to be ahead of you and if you're not on the waiver wire at the top of the priority list you're not going to get them you're not going to get them think a week ahead start thinking game plan start thinking how's this team going to start uh adjusting midweek mid-year you know what i mean we're going to have some mid-year awards we're going to say who's shown up and shown out who's been the biggest surprise and who's hurt our hearts the worst next on moneyline espn 97.5 